is Corinne Glover, and you're listening to Dear Wayne State with Frankie and Kristen. Howdy! Hi, everybody. Hello. We're back. Today we have um, Stuart Baum here. Is that yep. the right pronunciation? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, from Student Government. Mm-hmm. So we got another student on, which is great. Yeah, really great. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, Stuart, if you don't know, we've kind of dubbed these last few episodes our Welcome Back to School like series. Ooh, yeah. okay. So, so far we've talked about study skills and first year seminar classes. Mm-hmm. Athletics. Athletics. Deontay yeah. was talking about the football season, but mm-hmm. also like starting your day right. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And That's awesome. I'm really excited to talk about student government and how yes. students can make a difference mm-hmm. and get involved on campus. Yes, I'm, and I'm really happy to talk about it, for sure. Yay. It's what I live every day. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you get involved? First of all, like what is your role and kind of what's your story about how you got involved? On campus. Yeah. Also, what year are you here away? Yeah, so I'm a rising senior, gonna be graduating this year. Cool. Um, I study public affairs and criminal justice. Um, I first got involved um, really my freshman year. I met Student Senate at Festival, which is just around the corner right now for, as of when we're taping. Um, and I really liked that, um, unlike student government that exists in high school, you know, we don't really just do like spirit week and like events like that. We actually have a big role in policy change. Um, mm-hmm. and we've really gotten a lot of stuff done, a lot of changes made at, on campus. Um, so I was really empowered by that. Um, and I, I came here really with, you know, no one from my high school. So I wanted to like, you know, really learn the community, get involved. Um, so I saw that as a really good avenue and right out of high school, um, it was going into the 2016 election. And so I had already gotten involved with registering my peers to vote, um, the senior class, um, and Student Senate was doing voter registration then in the fall going into the election. So I immediately got involved with that. Um, and out of that was really my first involvement with student government, was just helping out with their voter registration initiatives. Um, and thereafter, it's really just been, I filled a vacancy for that winter and then ran for election for every year. And now I'm the president. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, what high school did you go to? So I did a, a few. I went to a private school for freshman year, and then I was actually out of school for two years while my mom was sick, mm-hmm. um, and then I went back and did credit recovery. Um, it was called Bowers Academy, Okay. Um, so part of Bloomfield Hills, but it's a, on a farm. Okay. Um, so I got to do agricultural science, um, and it was all project-based learning, individualized learning, so I would basically, they would present you with the curriculum and say, make a project that gets you these skills, and sure. I would do that. That's I, I love, love that. Yes. I am a former teacher, Yeah. and I love self-directed learning, yes. and I think students need to know exactly what the curriculum is yes. and then make it work for them. So that's fascinating. I'd love to talk to you about that. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was a really amazing experience, and even ever since then, the best experiences I've had at Wayne State, like curricular-wise, have been experiential, project-based, self-directed, yeah. all that stuff. So I love it. Cool. Why Wayne State? Why did you choose to come here? So I think I really got a lot out of my experience of going to an alternative high school, um, meeting a lot of people from diverse backgrounds, and having face adversity that I really hadn't met in my life. And I really didn't want to turn back from that. And I liked that Wayne State had a similar draw for non-traditional students. Mm-hmm. And I, that especially when I was looking into going to college, I identified it as one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big 
um, reason I wanted to do that. Um, and then after losing my mom, it was important for me to, I wanted to establish myself like in my, my own identity at college, sure. but I wanted to be close to family where I could still have that in my life. So Detroit, having grown up in the suburbs was a really good place to be for college. Cool. That's yeah. very cool. Um, so you started student government freshman year. Yes. And you said because it, you had gotten involved in registering people to vote and mm-hmm. like that was really important to you. Talk a little bit about like since then mm-hmm. to now, mm-hmm. what kind of things have, um, has the student government like achieved? And mm-hmm. also if you could like, I mean, I don't know a ton about student senate. Yeah. Only, the only things I know about it are from you actually. <laughs> so. Same. <laughs> Same. I was really looking forward to learning a lot today yeah. Yeah. because it's something that also I'm not as familiar with. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell us about the structure of Student Senate. For like, sure. Uh, and then tell some of the stuff that you guys have gotten done. For sure. Yeah. So the Student Senate is our student government. We have just one. Uh, it's not like multiple branches like other student governments. Um, we have now 30 members. Um, half of us are members at large, so all students elect. Um, and vote on those candidates, and then half are constituency-based. So the majority of those are one for each school and college, and we also have one for housing, so all the residents in the dorms, and then also one for extension centers. And we just added one, which is technically a school, but kind of more broad than that, the graduate school. Okay. So it's all for graduate students because we wanted to have a you know insured and greater representation of like everyone around campus, especially uh-huh. graduate students. Um, so that's kind of the structure. And we serve a full year term. So we get elected in April, we work through the summer, and then we, we end um, in the next April. And we, we do the handoff, the first meeting in May, right after the school year ends. Um, for things that we've done, um, so before my time in the Senate, we, we did a lot of really cool stuff. And that was what I was told, um, or what was told to me and what empowered me and inspired me to get involved. Um, we actually were the ones that got the UGL to be 24 hours. Wow. Um, we got that 30% tuition discount for spring, summer to be you know, forever, permanent. Um, I thought that was like really cool, you know, tangible things that students needed, Mm -hmm. benefits to students um, that we did um, and that are sustainable. Um, So since then, we really, um, you know, I think dipped our toes in a lot of waters. um, And I think we brought in kind of the scope of the things we work on. Um, So personally, I think the biggest project I worked on um, coming out of when I started was getting a polling location on campus. So after the 2016 election, having done all the voter registration work and then seeing a lot of students get turned away from the polls, yeah. um, the place where students were registered on campus it was really far away. Mm-hmm. Three times the wait time, three times the line. Um, it just wasn't working for students. So over the course of around two years, we worked and now are successful in actually establishing an on-campus polling location for students to vote at. So that was a huge thing that will now be sustainable thereafter. Um, I also, I'm a criminal justice student, um, so I, I'm really passionate about like criminal justice policy and, and, and really uh, justice in that sphere. Um, so we were, and, and especially police reform. Um, so one of the things that I found out that other universities had that we didn't have um, was a police oversight group um, where the campus community can actually have students, faculty, and staff representatives um, that oversee the police and help tell them what are our priorities, what do we like that you're doing, what do we want you to change. Um, so we actually created that, and that's another thing, another sustainable body that will exist past my time on Senate. Wow. Yeah, and that really affects the greater community mm-hmm. outside of even campus itself, mm-hmm. because the police service does help people who live in the community, right. and my neighbors, because I live a few blocks away, but we call campus security mm-hmm. before we would probably call local Detroit. authorities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
cool. Well, and I think we, um, it goes to kind of, both of those initiatives, I think, speak to the, the whole sense of we are a part of our greater community. We have mm-hmm. the campus community, yeah. but we're part of the city of Detroit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with the point location, you know, how we can make a commitment to the city that we're doing this service. We're, you know, managing Detroit's and administering Detroit's elections on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, like you said, for the police that really patrol not just on campus, but beyond campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that kind of stuff. And you know, we really, we, we do a lot of like kitchen table issues about, you know, we just got free eye clickers for students to rent for the whole semester. Oh, wow, that's awesome. We created some uh, passes as a pilot program for students to have free printing. Um, and hopefully from both of those, we want to get policy change out of them about, you know, why is it that we're using these expensive clickers for classes mm-hmm. um, that cover, that, you know, punish you if you don't have the money to get a clicker? Right. Why is it that we're being forced to print papers for courses when departments can print them themselves? That kind of thing. Right. Um, but we also have done more broad things like lobbying right now for a bill that would eliminate the sales tax on textbooks with our state center. Wow. So we really try to be more broad. Um, in the kind of stuff that we've worked on now. That's really cool. Yeah, have a big impact on our students. I mean, even the library being open 24 hours, mm-hmm. I very much appreciate that because we have a lot of students, and people mm-hmm. don't know this necessarily if you're a commuter student, which a lot of mm-hmm. students are. They don't understand or necessarily see the students who are working 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. they're undergrad students, mm-hmm. maybe they're non-traditional, mm-hmm. who have families that they're supporting mm-hmm. of all different ages from lots of different places who need a place to go. Maybe home isn't the best place right. and they're getting off a shift very late at night and mm-hmm. maybe 1 a.m., 2 a.m. is mm-hmm. when they get real studying in. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a very important thing. It's not just for, you know... Some people might say, oh, well, it's not great to have a library open because students might be cramming. Well, right. no, there are other issues. Right. Yeah, and students that need to be supported. So, I think that's a really good uh, point to make. And I think we have to always be mindful, really, in everything we do and everything that the university does about being an accessible institution mm-hmm. um, and all, you know, the, the wide manner in which you can interpret that term. So we right. do need to be accessible to non-traditional students. We need to be accessible to students that don't have a computer at home yep. that they can do their studying at home and need to go to the library, and they work a job and need to go at night. Um, And so I I really, you know, I I got the privilege to speak to the incoming Warrior VIP student class yesterday, and I got to talk to them about this kind of stuff. And it was just, it was just really powerful to really see, like, these new students with new eyes um, connecting and saying, like, that is something that I would use. Mm -hmm. Um, And and also, you know, kind of having it come full circle, Warrior VIP was something we helped and advocated to be established. So... Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful in my time on Senate to really kind of see this come full circle. Sure. And uh, you've seen a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. you know, get achieved through Student Senate, which mm-hmm. is something to be proud of, mm-hmm. um, a legacy to leave on campus. Mm-hmm. And, like, for years to come, students will benefit from the things that you all have worked mm-hmm. for. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us, like, you know, as a freshman, Mm-hmm. coming in or even as a sophomore like mm-hmm. why is it important to not only vote for our students in it yeah um people but also get to know them mm-hmm. um is there tell us a little bit about like the connections that you make mm-hmm. on campus and that kind of thing yeah um that's a really good question because i think and I, I was able to speak a little bit on this uh, this was really my message to those warrior vip students i spoke mm-hmm. to yesterday where um 
you really don't, you know, a, a lot of people in our generation are apathetic, or we get criticized for being apathetic. I'm not sure how prevalent it really is. Um, but I think my message to those students was that when you see something on campus that you don't like, you don't just have to take it. You actually have the power, the voice, and people will listen to you and respect you to work to change it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think everything we've worked on is really a testament to that. Mm -hmm. um, so one is empowerment. Um, we have gotten things done, um, and we want to help get other students solve their problems and get more things done to benefit other students. So that's my main message is, you know, get involved, vote, run for election yourself, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then to the other part of your question, which is equally important, like we're all regular students. Like mm -hmm. I'm not just this this guy that's on a pedestal that's unreachable. Like sure. I still hang out at the same places, do the same things as every other student. And that's powerful because it means any student could be in my shoes. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be special to be on Senate. You just have to be persistent, committed, um, you know, dedicated to the community. But the good thing is we have so many students that are all of those things. And so any student can vote and any student can run. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really crucial to get to know your senator because, you know, all of the things we work on are because of either the experiences we've had um, where we've seen issues firsthand mm -hmm. or the students we know, our friends, our peers that come to us and tell us about their experiences and their problems. Um, so if you have an, are experiencing a problem, um, it's important to have that relationship where you can come up to us and we're very accessible and just say, hey, I'm having this problem. Um, let's talk about it. Let me tell you what happened and let's talk about what are some of the ways we can maybe fix it. Um, so I think that's really important to have as well. So what would be the line of communication then? Like let's say I'm a freshman mm -hmm. and maybe I'm a little bit intimidated because mm -hmm. student senators or elects are older than me, mm -hmm. feel like they have a lot of experience with these issues that I mm -hmm. might not have. How do I get involved with mm -hmm. Student Senate? Can I get involved with Student Senate mm -hmm. as a freshman? Um, not necessarily even to be elected, mm -hmm. but just to voice my concerns. So where would I go? Yeah, yeah, no, that, thank you for asking that. We're really big on being, you know, little d democratic. We're, we are not the sole purveyors of change at this university, and we are not the sole purveyors of student activism. We are here to serve students, and we are here to foster that activism. So we really, depend on students who aren't on Senate being involved with Senate. And we have many ways to do that. So like, I, you know, at the very basic level, just communicating, sending an email, you know, seeing us at an, at an event, coming up to us at festival, whenever we table and talking to us about your experience. But at the, you know, if you want to get more engaged without being on Senate, we have project groups that we create to really tackle the majority of our large initiatives. And any student can be on those project groups. Um, all of our meetings are open. Any student can come to those meetings. We have time at all of our meetings for students to speak on any issue. Um, so we want to be very accessible and we want to be very participatory and collaborative. So we have worked with um, student orgs as well, where I'm a student that's passionate about one particular issue and I either join or start a student org on that issue and we work with them on that issue. So we work with period um, to get free menstrual health products in uh, bathrooms. We worked with another uh, a coalition of environmentalist student orgs um, on a variety of issues, including getting more recycling bins on campus. Um, exactly. So you don't have to be on Senate to be involved with Senate. And we actually depend on people who are involved in Senate to be involved in Senate. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's your website for Student Senate? Easy. studentsenate.wayne.edu. Cool. <laughs> and then when are your meetings? Do they change every semester? No, been the same for probably a decade. So okay. we're the, the first and third Thursday of every month at 6 p.m. Uh, in the Student Center. 
um, usually in one of the hillberries. Okay. Um, and we always post on social media if there's any, you know, any different meetings, if, if any changes in locations. Um, and then we, on the second and fourth Thursdays, we have project group meetings and our e-board meeting, um, and all of that is open to the public. We have that in our Senate office, which is on the third floor in the Student Center. Okay, that's cool. Very cool. Will you be at Festival yes. this year? So yes. this will come out Tuesday morning, and yeah, then Festival will be tomorrow. Or today. T today. Go, <laughs> go to Festival. Today is Festival. Today is Festival. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be well. So I, I actually get to deliver the a speech at convocation to welcome oh, the new students. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So that's really cool. It's such a privilege. I'm really excited about that. We got to table at new student orientation everyone this whole summer, mm -hmm. um, which was the first time we were able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I got to meet a lot of the freshmen, and I just I love meeting the freshmen because they're so motivated mm -hmm. and they you know don't know yet everything about Wayne State, but right. are eager to to get to know that kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. I, I would love I love the opportunity to speak to them. So I'll see you guys there. Mm -hmm. um, and then at Festival, we have a table. We're also bringing three mobile offices on campus, which is going to be a mess, that but it's so going to be cool. fun. Um, yeah. One is the Michigan Secretary of State mobile office. Um, so they are a fully functioning Secretary of State office. You can mm -hmm. go register to vote, which is the main reason we brought them, but mm -hmm. also for renewing your tabs, getting mm -hmm. your new ID, any mm -hmm. of the business you need to do. Um, cool. Then we're also bringing... Um, our council member, uh, Raquel Castaneda-Lopez, she has a mobile office, which has all these Detroit uh, resources, and you can get your Detroit ID there, um, which gives you a discount for so many other programs in Detroit and businesses in Detroit beyond just what your one card gets you. So we're, bump, you know, we're pushing that. And then with our partnership with the Detroit Department of Elections for the polling location, they're bringing their vote mobile on campus, which will have the electronic tabulator all their election equipment so you can play around with that and see it and then they're recruiting poll workers um so this is a really good paying job mm -hmm. that you can get to work the polls and we're really excited to have them here advertising that because we're having our polling location operating um for the march primary um Very so jobs cool. for students you know yeah. so quick question yes. the polling station on campus um is it only going to be for students or is it going to also be for the community yeah, oh, it's, around campus, like yes. other community members who might not be students or staff. Yes, it's both. So um, the way it works is it serves the whole precinct, and the precinct okay. is just the, ge the geographic boundaries of anyone that lives there. Okay. Um, the one that this includes is mainly Wayne State, so all the dorms, but it includes a neighborhood um, where a lot of staff, faculty, and students live, um, and also where some external community members live. So it's open to the whole public. Um, and anyone, even if you don't live on campus, can work there too. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. Really that's exciting. That's I really want to see cool. if I can get a Detroit ID card because I'm originally from Canada and I yeah. don't have a license or any ID card from here. Yeah. And I think I can. I would love to have one. As long as you're a Detroit resident, you yeah. can get it. Okay. Perfect. That's exciting. That is exciting. I know. I know. I love it. It's a really great program that they offer. And, and our councilwoman is actually. Um, a uh, alum of Detroit, or sorry, a, a, a former staff of Wayne State. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Is she going to be home. here? At the I home believe home? she'll be here. Awesome. Ho you know, knock on wood, hopefully. Um, okay. At the very least, we're going to get her, her direct report staff. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so you've talked about a lot of things that you do on campus. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us how you balance it all? Because you are still a student. Yes. So you do have student responsibilities yes. um, on top of all of these things. Yes. It's hard to balance, I'll say, for sure, especially with my position, because I kind of, 
I have to lead the ship. I have sure. to, you know, it all kind of uh, depends on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to be there day in, day out. I got to be the, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to balance by you know, delegating and really not taking on everything that Senate does, mm-hmm. even though I have to be responsible for everything. Um, I also just try to be, you know, really smart about studying for classes. Mm-hmm. I think when I first came to Wayne State, I just did not know how to manage my time. I did mm-hmm. not know how to study. I would take notes that would basically be a, a repurposing or not repurposing, a, a, a redoing the whole textbook. Yeah. I would okay. just write out the whole chapter yeah. and it was just not an efficient use of time. So yeah. now I'm just a lot more smart with like what I write for my notes, how I study, all that kind of stuff really smart with balancing deadlines um, and really allowing myself time to unplug. Um, you know, time to hang out with friends, time to enjoy Wayne State. I mean, my freshman year, another mistake I made was I just did not really explore the city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why come to Wayne State if you're not going to, like, be in Detroit? Yeah. Um, so I'm try- I'm very intentional about doing that. Um, so it's just you got to make the time and you got to prioritize what's important to you in your life. The Senate's important to me but my- and my life's important to me and you got to balance it all. Yeah. How did you, um, this is a conversation that yeah. I've had a, a lot of incoming freshmen mm-hmm. lately. I was also talking to Warrior VIP students. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Yes. But how did you combat procrastination with all of the deadlines and projects and homework that you had going on? So how did you fight that off? It's, I don't have a great answer because I still haven't fully fought it off. Um, <laughs> procrastination is still a bug and a fight I deal with, but I would say, I just try to, like, I realize, like, it's so much worse if you push it off. You get so much more stressed. I try to break things down into manageable chunks, um, and I try to, like, not take on things that I just can't take on. Um, so I I um, always, like, march with the order of, like, a lot of people do a lot of things and do them all, like, not so well. I'm someone that t- tries to take on less, but do them very well and be, like, very focused with them. So I just straight up, you know, deny opportunities that are not, that may be good, but I just cannot handle because I don't want to put that on my load and cause me procrastinate. Um, and then just trying to be mindful about, you know, asking help when I need it, um, being realistic with my expectations about time and what things will actually, how much time things will actually take, all that kind of stuff. But it's a, it's still a, it's still a fight I have to fight. For sure. Thank you. No, those are really great tips. Thank you. Yeah, Good try. Absolutely. Um, what would you say to an incoming freshman? Although you've spoken to a lot of incoming freshmen yes. already, um, what's one piece of advice that maybe you wish you had as a as an mm-hmm. incoming freshman, or maybe something that you've learned that you want to share with the mm-hmm. freshmen, or even just students? I mean, a lot of students listen to this all over the country, which is cool. Yeah, we feel lucky for that. Thanks for doing that, people who listen. <laughs> um, but what would you say to to a student that's you know? coming in it's new fresh. Mm-hmm. figuring it out yeah yeah well i guess this is I, this is a good question because i'm actually still writing my speech for convocation nice. about this okay. um so but basically I, I would say i think the biggest piece of advice that i got or sorry the biggest lesson i learned that i didn't get as advice coming in mm-hmm. was to really appreciate your time so like I am very mindful about trying to, you know, identify what are the things I want to get out of this? Mm -hmm. What are my goals of being at Wayne State Mm -hmm. and how can I achieve them? Rather than just like wandering through what is thrown my way um, or just going through the, you know, the, the, the steps of like the getting a degree, Mm -hmm. but thinking like, what is the purpose of doing this? Um, So I have a bucket list of things I want to accomplish at Wayne State and things I want to get out of Wayne State. And that helps me like maintain a drive and like a focus for what I want to do. It helps me 
you know, realize what are the things I can say no to and what are the things I'm going to really put all my energy into. Um, and that gives me a more fulfilling experience. That gives me an experience that will be more beneficial for my career um, and, you know, my personal life. Cool. Can you share one of those bucket list things that you have like, as you're entering your senior year? Yes. Well, this is actually part of it, honestly, because I love radio. I love podcasts. Okay. I got the privilege to be in some um, episodes of individual shows over my, the course of being at Wake State, but I really want to create my own show. Um, so this was like the extra push I really needed. Yes. Um, so either the fall or probably now it's going to be the winter, but I want to do a Wayne radio show. Nice. Um, and I have some different ideas of what I want it to be. And I'd love to invite you guys as probably my yeah. first guest. Oh, thank um, you. We could do a, cro a cross promotion episode, <laughs> yeah. um, but that's on my bucket list. And that's awesome. something I really hope we get done. That's super cool. Let us know if you will. I'm sure you will. Can't really be that helpful because <laughs> we're still figuring it out. But, um, you know, yes. thank, that's awesome. We would love to be a part of that. Thank that's you. exciting. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I think you guys really have figured it out because you got this. You got this done. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so at the end of our podcast, we always mm -hmm. ask for self-care. What are you reading? Mm -hmm. What are you watching? What are you mm -hmm. listening to? Um, so four questions in one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let me see if I remember all of it. Yeah. So self-care, um, is really allowing myself to spend time with friends and family. Cool. Um, so my family, we try to get together once, usually Sunday nights for dinner. Um, I have a nephew now that's almost one and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, that's when I get to see him, um, cause I'm, I'm an uncle now and I, I just, I love that. So that self-care for me is like finding the time to spend with friends and family. That's good. Um, and second was reading. Reading. Yeah. Uh, when I'm reading, I'm not really good at like reading for pleasure. Okay. Um, I'm, I like. I mean, I'm, I'm a nerd. I read current events. Sure. <laughs> but I That's enjoy not it. Nerdy at all. I love doing That's like boring. my own personal research on things that I find interesting. So sure. I, I love doing that kind of stuff. And then I got. I'm a big nonfiction person in biographies. Um, so I got just got um, people to judges um, autobiography. So okay. I'm reading that right now, but I'm not making a lot of progress. Uh, and then third was um, watching, watching and listening. To yes, you. so watching. Um, I did haven't had a lot of time to watch because I like to when I watch I like to binge. So I like I have to watch the whole thing. Okay. Um, but I started watching. Um, it's the show called Please Like Me. Okay. Um, it's out of Australia. I don't know if you've seen it. No, but I've heard of it. What's it, it on? So basically, it's just this guy. Um, coming to terms with like coming out and then like it's like a comedy drama okay. and like his family and his friends and just building a life in that life which is what I'm going through right now so okay. I like get a lot out of it but it's also really funny okay. it's really lighthearted so it's something you can watch I get a lot out of but like I can find enjoyment out of it too sure. so that's good is it on Netflix or Hulu Hulu okay Please so like I have the Netflix. Spotify for students with yes. the Hulu so that's like you know getting my fix in cool um and then listening um i'm very eclectic i with my spotify i just like do like the discover weekly but it's big sure. like i'm really big with alternative um especially alternative r&b mm -hmm. um i was able to go to um uh the um oh my god i'm blanking on the name but that festival that was just here oh mopop um, mopop yeah. yeah i went to mopop and i saw king princess and lizzo okay so that gives a good <gasps> representation <laughs> lizzo killed yeah. it there yeah. and it was so emotional because she's from detroit yes and she like her whole family was there she That's dedicated awesome. it to her family it's good it was I beautiful love Lizzo. Yeah. i was yes. just listening to Lizzo yesterday on my way home from work <laughs> 
My sisters just, I have three sisters, Mm -hmm. and we have a group chat, and I was giving a presentation this morning, and Mm -hmm. I checked my phone, I had like 30 text messages from them, (laughs) and it started because one of my sisters sent everyone, I think there's a new Lizzo song, or maybe it's just (gasps) one of her favorites, and she she just goes, start your Friday off right, and then gave us all a Lizzo song to listen to, and then let us know my seven-year-old niece, who Mm -hmm. has her birthday party this weekend, Mm -hmm. Wants to have a Lizzo themed birthday party. Oh my god! <laughs> How do you do that? Shout out to Lizzo. She loves to sing and dance, so it'll probably be like that. She'll probably put pictures of Lizzo up. At first, it was a yoga party, but oh. maybe she's changing it to a Lizzo themed party. <laughs> maybe do yoga while listening to Lizzo. Yes. That would be super empowering. That would be really us. empowering. I yes. love that. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, happy well, birthday. You're all invited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, now that it's Lizzo theme, we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. her name's Izzy, so we'll call oh. it Izzo's Lizzo Party. Nice. Oh, that's, that's so cute. good. That's really cute. I love that's that good. so much. But hey, happy birthday and have fun. Oh, yeah. thank you. I, similar girl. to you, I'm sure you're a Funkle. I am uncle. the Funkle. I'm, I'm Funkle Stew. <laughs> Funkle that's, Stew. That's what I'm branding as. <laughs> Cute. Yes. Can that yes. be your podcast name? Yes. Might, it might have to be. It'll be a very family focused. No podcast. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Good. Oh. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, it is important to us to have students on um, because you all are the voice of the of the university. Really, mm-hmm. you give us what we need yeah. and. The school is nobody's if not the students. Right. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. It. I'm glad that we can collaborate on so many things like this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. So um, enjoy Festival, everybody. Yes. yes. Have a great day. Yeah. I bet it's very sunny and beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sunny and beautiful. Go to all the tables. Yeah. Yes. Including the student center. Yeah. <laughs> the um, SI leaders and tutors are doing a scavenger hunt for resources. So awesome. I think everyone else should do something similar. Grab a bag. It's like Halloween, I always mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Collect all of the things. Collect yes. Take it home. Look All at it later and really go through it. And For just sure. enjoy it. Enjoy meeting people. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a great day. All right, y'all. Take care. Uh, ooh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to cut the end on this because. Uh...